Welcome to Testimony, a musician story featuring Joey Prophet. And narrated by myself, Brown Theory, the music lover constantly seeking positive music. Let's get started. Joey Prophet was born Joseph Stewart, July 18, 1984, to a black father and a Puerto Rican mother in the Bronx, New York. But my question to you, will you sink or you sail? Broken down by the liar, taken down to survivor. Will you let him win? When trouble comes your way, will you rise above? We're more concerned with the swag and instead of facing the challenge, bounded by the deception. His father was incarcerated for most of his life, and he was raised by his grandmother and his mother. The early part of his years were spent in Washington Heights, which was a drug-infested neighborhood. He was exposed to a lot of drug dealers, and as a matter of fact, he wanted to grow up and be a big-time drug dealer himself. When he was 13, he moved back to the Bronx, where most teens were bloods, and they wanted to initiate him. He didn't want to join, so that resulted in getting jumped almost every day. He felt helpless, and his mother felt helpless as well. So in high school, he came up with a solution. When trouble comes your way, will you rise above? I had, you know, I had a lot of problems with these gang members. So um, what I did was I joined the gang, and I joined their viral, and the viral was the um, uh, the Lang Kings. And you know, my cousin was a Lang King, and I went up to him like, "Yo, what's up? You know, I want to be down or whatever." And he's like, you sure, man? This is not for you, you know what I mean? And I don't think your mother, Maria, is going to appreciate this. And I'm like, nah, man, you know, and I explained to him the situation. And at first he said no, you know, and then um, I was like, I was real persistent. I was like, man, you know, I, I want to be a part of this. I, I like how you guys are united and, and this, that, and the third. So, you know, I, I joined. And um, I joined the gang. And I was in the gang for about 10 years. Joey was a banger, which meant that he fought anyone who wasn't a Latin king. You know, I would always carry knives. And then it escalated to, like, machetes. And the machetes are real thin, so they fit in my pants. You know, they're long, but they're thick, so they fit in my pants. And I had a lot of beef with other, other gangs. So, you know, the Bronx is not too big, and the area that I was in, I had pretty much beef on every block that I was, you know, that, that, that existed in the Bronx. So I would always have that to defend myself. And there was a couple of situations where I ran into them. Like, you know, if I was walking on uh, Fordham Road, which is uh, a main street in the Bronx, or a shopping center, um, I'll run into them, and then we'll just do, you know, whatever it is that needs to be done. But I never really got hurt. Yeah, I got jumped. I never, I was, I wasn't hurt to the point that they sent me to the hospital. Then uh, there was a, there was a few times that they pulled out a gun on me. 
You know what I mean? So I started carrying guns. So I carried a small, um, I think it was a 2.5, which is really small. It's like a handheld gun. And I carry that with me every day. You know, and, and I've really never used it like against anyone. I did pull it out a few times, but I never really had to use it. After banging for a few years, he started paying attention to what was going on around him. And they started going to jail, getting hurt. Some of them died. And during this whole time, I was wondering, like, you know, I was expecting for something to happen to me. But I was already part of the gang, so I knew I couldn't just leave. So I was just going with it. I was just, you know, I had my mindset like, okay, well, you know, these things are happening to me. I mean, these things are happening around me, but nothing to me is just a matter of time. And then another two, three years passed by. This time, I, it was like eight years that I'm in the gang, and I never really went to jail or did any. I went to jail, but it was like overnight things, or, you know, I never really spent real time. And I'm just wondering, like, man, like, you know, I'm expecting something to happen. Joey never got caught with a gun. He didn't get locked up for long stretches at a time. So he thought he was one lucky, smooth dude. Eventually, the Latin kings started beefing with each other. So not only did he have to watch his back when it came to other gangs, but with his own Latin king brothers as well. But soon, Joey was able to escape that life. Life is sweet, like a sour patch. A lot of people that were around me, they ended up either, most of them ended up in jail, and somehow I was able to leave the gang without any repercussions. So, like, everyone that was around me just disappeared, and I disappeared, you know, like, I just, like, I just walked away. Now, anyone that's down with the gang has to go through, you know, in order for you to leave, either you die or you get beat to the point that they put you in the hospital. You know, it's one of the two. Um, or you're a snitch, which, you know, you still, if you're a snitch, then they're going to come after you. Um, but I was able to walk away. I was able to, I just stopped. I just stopped participating in any gang activities and any other gang members that I saw that, that knew me. I just, I, you know, when they try to, you know, um, what they call salute with, with the handshake or whatever, I just, I didn't do it. And I told them straight up and down, like, yo, I'm not down with the Lion Kings anymore. And... Nothing happened. He closed that dangerous chapter in his life, only to open a new shady chapter. Time I didn't have I didn't have a job. You know I was living like a low life, so I said, you know I want to make money, and um, then I started you know selling drugs. And to make a long story short, I was all right. There was no violence really involved. It was just selling drugs on one block, I was getting money, you know, and I was living the party in life. I was going out, you know, all the money that I made pretty much went out for, you know, went for a weekend. His days consisted of selling pounds of weed, popping ecstasy pills, and sleeping with lots of women. But he began to question that lifestyle all because of one night. Ever since I gave my life to the Lord, how everything changed. Now all I see is sunshine, sunshine, give me umbrella for the rain. Uh, one night, um, a friend of mine asked me to, to go out with him, um, with, with them. It was a group of us, and I and I said, all right, no doubt, you know, so I went to the barbershop, 
you know, got my hair cut. As soon as I left the barbershop, I'm just like, I felt weird. You know, I felt really, really weird. Like, I felt like something was telling me not to go. Um, and, and I remember that night, the sun was, not the sun, the moon was red. It was, it was really, it was red. And I was just like, man, this, I'm just going home. So they kept, you know, calling me like, oh, what's up, man? We waiting for you, man. We, we want to go out. What's up? We waiting on you. I'm like, nah, man, I'm not going out. Um, so I went home. And uh, at 5 o'clock in the morning, I get a call that one of my friends that went out that night got killed. This friend wasn't a banger. He didn't slang. He was just a guy who hung out with the wrong crowd. Some rival drug dealers from another block got into an altercation with Joey's friends over a fender bender and shot his friend three times in the back. The friend died right there on Joey's corner. After the overwhelming feeling of grief hit him, Joey thought, I, I, I was just saying to myself, like, what, you know, what, what, what is it? Like, that could have been me. You know, I, I really heard a voice tell me to go home that night. And I did. And I listened to that voice. And during this whole time of me being a gang, you know, a, a gangster and, um, and living this life, there was always something protecting me. And I didn't, I, didn't, I didn't associate that with anything but luck and until I realized that it was God. And God was the one who was really protecting me and his, his covenant and his grace and his mercy was on, 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 on me. We find ourselves in situations that we're always trying to break free from. And thanks to Jesus, that's possible. Joey Prophet. No weapons form against me shall ever prosper Looks are deceiving, I done seen them turn to monsters Living in the surface, but my purpose is my father I know you steady hurting, but I'm certain he's the author Of this book, no reason to be shook Take a good look, you see the reason why you should Ugh and sin is so nasty, I'm no saint, I sin, I do it real badly Sadly, these demons tryna get me, tryna have me But my life's been given to the Lord, I did it gladly Now ask me if I really give a rat Of your science fiction theories with a bunch of little facts Like a politician promising little tax It ain't happening, just a bunch of chitter chat But the Lord is just sitting back, can't you see? The time is now for my soul to just break free Unfortunately, that death only stirred up more animosity and feelings of revenge filled the hearts of the two rival blocks. Now, not only was Joey concealing drugs, but a gun as well for protection. One, one afternoon, it's like during the afternoon, you know, I go to the block and I have drugs on me and I have my gun. So uh, <clears throat> I have my gun and uh, it's three in the afternoon and I'm like, you know what, these, these guys are not going to come and do anything. They're not that stupid to do anything broad daylight. You know, there's kids around and stuff like that. So what did I do? I took the gun that I had and I stashed it. I put it away. So I come back to the block, you know, after I put it away, I hit the corner and I post up. You know, I'm just there talking to two other friends. And uh, the detectives, they just come and they come directly at me. So they come and they search me, they find the drugs and they lock me up. Now, the whole time I'm smiling because they came a little bit five minutes too late. 
You know what I mean? This literally happened like five minutes after I, I put away the gun. Had I not listened to that voice that told me to put away that gun, I would have been in jail maybe till now. Because in New York, you get caught with a gun, a stolen gun at that, you're doing at least five, six years. While sitting in his jail cell, he realized it wasn't luck that had his back. It was God. And that same God brought someone into his life who would eventually introduce him to Jesus Christ. I met my wife now. Um, at the time, she, you know, she was a Christian. She's still, she still a Christian, but at the time, she, um, she was from my block, so I met her. And for, for you know, no apparent reason, she comes up to me. She, she invites me to, like, a youth service. And I, I liked her. So I said, oh, you know, one day, not right now. And I really meant that. I really, you know, I really wanted to see what what was that about, you know, the Christianity. I, I had no idea. I grew up as a Catholic, and I I was never really into church. Or I knew that there was a there was a God, but I didn't really know who was Jesus and what He did and the whole purpose. I didn't really know that. He never went to church with her, but he started dating her instead. This relationship ended up being a sexual one, that led to pregnancy. While in labor, his soon-to-be wife's placenta erupted before she got to the hospital. And the baby lost too much oxygen. I'm take, you know, I'm on my way to the hospital. I get there. I go to the room. And I see my daughter, Jolene. Right? And I see her in, 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 in my wife's arm. And, you know, my wife is knocked out. But she's, you know, she has my daughter in her arm. So I go. And I, you know, I'm excited, but everybody's like real serious. It's like something happened. So I go and I pick her up and I'm looking at her. I'm like, oh, you know, she's so beautiful. And, you know, but I'm looking at her. She's not breathing. So I'm just like, what's going on? I'm like, mom, why is she not breathing? You know, and uh, my mother started crying. I started crying hysterically. And, um, you know, that was really when I really started thinking and I and I said that I needed to make the change in my life. The baby girl lived for 24 minutes. Joey was angry and confused, but not angry with God. But what God put in my heart and my spirit was that her life was for my life. That's when I found Christ. I gave my life to Christ. I started reading the word. I started understanding who was Jesus Christ. I can finally put things in perspective. I was living so reckless. Christ gave me direction. He said, son of mine, them haters just never mind. They can talk what they want, but your value they can't define. You forever mine. You worship the most divine. I know that you live in sin, but I make you pure within time. Time, die, die. Have a big ministry, so I'ma rescue you and take you away from the misery. And you know I'm not a mystery. No, I've revealed myself to you plenty of times in different scenes, in different dreams. Just pay attention. I'm aware of your hardship, but death was exempted. Father God, help me spiritually evolve. I want to give you glory no matter what it involves. I'm tired of living in sin every night. I'm reading Psalms. Said I'm tired of living in sin every night. I'm reading Psalms. After giving his life to Christ, Joey. His girlfriend and her son moved upstate to live with his mother and started immediately receiving blessings. 
a large amount of money from back taxes fell into his hands and allowed him to purchase a car for the family. He gained employment, he was able to get his own place, and started going to school. Joey married his girlfriend, and now they have two kids, her son and their second little girl. But he still has some unfinished business to attend to, his God-given talent of rapping. Growing up, he loved Tupac, Biggie Smalls, and Bone Thugs and Harmony, and started rapping at the age of eight. He went by the stage name Blue, spelled B-L. EU, and was about to launch his debut album right before he gave his life to Christ. Once he started his new life, he stopped rapping. And it wasn't until 2011 um, where I received a prophecy that God wanted to use me to uh, musically to minister to the youth. And the first time I heard it, it was from my pastor. And I was just like, oh, okay, you know, one day maybe. And then another prophet, you know, kind of confirmed this. And I was like, oh, huh, okay. And then I received another prophecy. And I was just like, all right, let me, this is, this is like, God is bugging me on this. So, you know, the first song I wrote was called Break Free. So I step out the box, praise the ultimate. But I hate repenting from the same sins I'm most often in Every time I pray, it's like I'm forcing it I keep falling in, it's so unfortunate No witch in the world can tell me what my fortune is My destiny's in the hands of Christ cause he always wins While he was getting beat and nailed up on the cross He was still forgiven and he fed us love This is not a belief, this is not a religion He really lives in me, my enemies are forgiven We don't see the picture, but we chase cheese They trying to keep me shackled, I'm trying to break free They want to see me they should rake leaves, but in the name of JC, you will not succeed. Early April 2013, Joey Prophet released his first EP, Starve the Flesh, Feed the Spirit, which is just an appetizer to the main course, Starving the Flesh. The full-length album will be releasing soon, but as far as the actual date, he has to confirm it with God first. Joey spoke to me about some of the tracks on the EP and the album. Well, Hidden Temple, my testimony, you know, when I say, um, glory to the You know, I'm talking about my old life. You know what I mean? My old, my old, you know, how I used to live that life. And, and you know, even as a Christian, and me being with my wife, you know, a lot of girls pretty much threw themselves on me. You know, I was tempted by lust a lot of times during our relationship. And I, I kind of talk about that as well in that first verse. And, you know, Hidden Temple was probably like one of my deepest tracks at the time. Full testimony and reassuring that I'm committed to God. And I kind of talk, talk about that in the hook. You know, no matter what, you know, if, if money's an obstacle, no matter what comes, I'm going to submit, I'm going to continue being, you know, a follower of Christ. The movie Man on Fire is one of his favorite movies. So he based the song Man on Fire on the movie. 
Check it. You tell us love our enemies, fast and pray. So any evil that lies between us, you cast away. But truthfully, my lord, most these cats is lame. And I ain't trying to judge, but they blast from your name. This type of stuff got my blood really boiling. It's hard to be slow to anger and just avoid them. How can I not feel better? That producer, um, his name is White Al Bundy. So recently gave gave his life to Christ. I, I'm, I'm actually the co-producer for that track. And I believe it's the scene where um, he's about to die and, and give his life so the little girl can, can live. And that's the part where we, what we did was we took that part and we sampled it. So that's the voices that what you hear singing is actually from the movie. On, and in that specific track, I, I'm talking about, you know, the blasphemy that's been going on in the secular world. It's becoming more and more, it's like a trend almost, you know, how, how people use the, the things of God to pretty much blasphemy. You know, that's that's what it is. And, and I kind of address that in the verses, and I talk about that and and how, you know, I, I in the second verse, I I tell, you know, I, I say that I'm angry. I actually confess that I'm angry. And I tell God, you tell us to fast and praise. How can I not be angry when they're talking about you? You know, you know, kind of me um, venting with God. You know what I mean? So, um, and then the hook was inspired by, like, you know, the man on fire. I'm not talking about myself. I'm talking about Christ. You know, the, and, and Christ is the, the only man on fire. But this is how I feel Been doing this music on and off for 20 years I found Christ and he said this is my ministry I released my single but the mass didn't get into me They ain't feel the pain or maybe what I wrote A few friends said that it was cool Every few said that it was dope I want you to know I ain't looking for your comments I'm just looking for a place to be where I can get acknowledged Maybe this isn't for me Maybe my flow isn't deep Maybe the peeps are asleep What about those who believe? Would you consider me weak? If I decide to depart I'm starting to feel like Noah when he was building the ark. Maybe the time I expire, maybe the wind blew the fire. But if I quit now, I'll be calling God a liar. Nah, I ain't even gonna go that route. You about to get this work, dogs, what you talking about? You gonna get this word, you gonna get this word. Even if it's force fed, you gonna get this word. I see a lot of y'all sleeping night, night. You in the dark, I suggest you get the night light. You gonna get this word, you gonna get this word. Even if it's force fed, you gonna get this word. I see a lot of y'all sleeping night, night. You in the dark, I suggest you get the night light. I ain't tryna be my ego, so don't you mistake it. What's the use of a pastor preaching without the congregation? It's like my feelings doing time, it's incarcerated. I can hardly take and praying that my words are penetrated. I'm Mr. Underrated, put that in a pine box. Sleep on me till I set it off like alarm clocks. I'm boasting on my talent, that is God given. Our pops risen, united, we stand in one image. Joey got extremely excited when he started speaking about the track, Word. 
that's that's my baby there. That one is like a very special track to me. Uh, when I first released Hidden Temple, I released it and I tried to get some plays and I submitted to a couple of sites. I'm not going to say their names, but um, at the time they showed me no love. I didn't get the response that I was expecting to. Like I poured my heart out on that track, Hidden Temple. I felt like, yeah, some people said it was, it was you know, it was a nice track and it's it's dope, but it didn't really impact the way that that I would that I thought it was gonna impact. And um, like that was the third track that I released, and I, I I felt like, okay, God, is this what you want me to do? You know, I started to question God, like, because I I was gonna quit. Like I was literally like after, you know, waiting for a response. You know, I I was gonna quit. And, and just quit uh, the rap ministry. And my manager, and he's also a friend, he said, you know, he talked to me, and he said, you know, this is this is what God has given you. This is a prophecy. Like, if you turn away from this, if you're, you're, you're pretty much, you know, walking away from, from a gift. He said, you're, you know, you, your gift, this is a God-given gift. And he just, you know, he talked to me, he talked to me, and I knew that that it, that that it was God actually that was talking to me, and He just used them to to kind of you know get the message through me. So that song is inspired by how I was feeling at the time, that 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 point in time when I was gonna quit, and you know how the masks they didn't really you know respond to it. So so there there was actually a couple of uh, Christian artists that I reached out to. Like I wanted to do a collab with them, they ignored me and they they turned their back. You know, I, they didn't even have the the courtesy to to say, oh, you know, um, no. My perspective was, okay, you know, I, I, at least I'll get that much uh, a response back, and I didn't get that. So you know, that really it, it hurt me. You know what I mean? I'm not gonna lie, it just kind of bothered me. So I was just like, you know, whatever. You know what I'm saying? So so yes, and it, it wasn't just one. Christian artists, it was like, uh, I want to say like at least three. And then I just stopped, you know, and I stopped reaching out. I, I said, you know what, I don't, I don't need to, uh, reach out to anyone. You know what I mean? If, if that's what God, if God wants me to work with someone, then he'll make it happen. Our pops risen, united, we stand in one image. Let's make the body complete, live by the Bible indeed. I know that I will succeed. Christ is living in me. Touch those who lack the belief. Bring them to the light of Messiah. Watch them do what he do. And extinguish the fire. Go and expose the naked truth like a cheap blouse. Couple Christian On the actual album, he did run into some artists that believed in his ministry and has a few features that include Bumps Imp, GS, and Corbett. As for producers, Wild Al Bundy, Smash Productions, and 808 and Elite make an appearance. And who else will be leaving his mark on the album? Jesus. G2G. G2G is um is is something that I that I came up with, and it's pretty much glory to God. I don't ever want to take any credit. All I'm doing is being used as a vessel. I literally sometimes sit there and I start writing and I don't know where all, all these, you know, lyrics come from. And I know that it's God. You know what I mean? Like, at first, I'm like, I'm bugging out. Like, wait, I, I, like, where is this coming from? You know what I mean? And it's it's literally, I, I tell people Jesus is my ghostwriter. And they laugh because they, they think I'm kidding. I'm like, I'm serious. His name is Jesus, for example. 
His name is Jesus, which is on the EP. It will, it has to be on the album. When I was writing that song, I, I said something like, in the first verse, I said, so when you feel there's nothing left, Roman 117. I didn't know what was Roman 117, but, it, but I wrote it. I was like, wait a second, let me look this up. When I look at it, it says, the righteous will live by faith. And I was just like, wow, that is so moving because that's that it goes it goes together with the with, with what I said in the previous line. You have to live by faith. So that's that was inspired by Jesus. I, I'm telling you, like uh, Jesus is my ghostwriter. Thank you for listening to Testimony, a musician story. This has been a Brown Theory production and an 83 Media production. To hear this episode again, as well as past episodes, visit TestimonyStories.com. That's TestimonyStories with an S.com, where you can hear content for you and about you. Until next time, I'm Brown Theory, the music lover constantly seeking positive music. I've done a lot of wrong, but half is right. Till I'm gone, that's what I'm on. My only passion is Christ. My only passion is Christ. My only passion is Christ. Till I'm gone, that's what I'm on. My only passion is Christ. I've done a lot of wrong, but half is right. Till I'm gone, that's what I'm on. My only passion is Christ. Ever since I gave my life to the Lord, how everything changed. See a sunshine, sunshine Gave me umbrella for the rain Even though I'm still living in this hell